<coughs> this is a test. This is only <coughs> a test. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Free to Just Be, the podcast identifying and releasing those pesky matrix attachments so together, humanity, we can learn to step back into our power. And this here is the Hippie Freak of the South sending love, light, prayer, and high, high vibrations to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west, to blanket Mother Earth with a shiny sheen of love. And I hope my voice finds you in great health with vibrant energy today because you have taken responsibility for your life. And if my content resonates with y'all, please subscribe, like my show, review it, and most importantly, share this link with others so that we can show others that we're all meant to be free to just be who we came here to be. And I just thank you for it. Listening today on this Freaky Friday, where we dismantle the medical matrix. We are on episode two of the medical matrix, and I am glad to be with you today. I'm glad to start letting you know the things that have occurred in my life. But first, I want to ask you if you are (laughs) done with the way Neo felt. And of course, Neo was the star, uh, Canoe, I like to call him Canoe Reeves, um, was Neo in the movie The Matrix. And uh, one of his iconic lines was, I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. Now let's just hit that one first, because I tell you what, Up until uh, 12 years ago, 14 years ago or so, I really thought I was completely in control of my life. And there are some days now that I wish I could go back there because back then it was ignorance is bliss. And that is a huge program that a majority of the population has fallen under because it's easier to just ignore and you know, just, I I don't want to know how many people can raise their hand right now as I'm speaking in your earbuds. When I ask the question, do you have somebody in your life that literally tells you that? Oh, I I don't, I don't care about the news. I don't want to know about the news. That has nothing to do with my life. That is literally the ignorance is bliss program. And as I said, I reiterate, having gone down that rabbit trail of news and having, uh, I, I was I was on a crash course for the red pill that uh, Morpheus, who opened our uh, show, talked about, the red pl- pill or the blue pill. And there are a lot of people that are still taking the blue pill on the daily, like a daily vitamin. Uh, and the way they do that is 
the moment they get up, they grab their phone, which is right next to their the, the head of their bed. So they're they're dealing with all the 5G right next to the, where they sleep. And, you know, after they get out of the shower, the first thing that they do is go in the kitchen to get their coffee and they turn on the TV and they start feeding themselves the blue pill of news. And it's hard to reach uh, some folks these days, but try, try, try. We must. So there's a couple of things that I want to talk to you about. What if I told you, humanity, that there are multiple cures for cancer right now, but they're suppressed since the cancer industry is worth $160 billion a year? Oh, yes. I, that's the part of my medical journey I am not looking forward to, is talking about my, my episodes with cancer. But we all have to understand, just like I was talking about the blue pill, most people are not yet ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so injured and so hopelessly dependent on the system that these people will even fight to protect it, okay? Now, if there's anybody out there that, you know, does not know yet beyond the shadow of a doubt that the medical industry is indeed an industry, then I want you to... uh Here's some of this. Now, you just heard that cancer in itself is $160 billion worth of revenue for the medical care industry. All right? The medical field has literally been turned into the most lucrative capitalistic entity in the world. Do you know that America spends $2.8 trillion on healthcare annually? Way more than other countries. Oh, and, and maybe some of you that are new to my show are saying, well, yeah, so why are you dissing the healthcare industry? The, the, the medical industry saved my life. Well, did you know that, uh, if the American healthcare system broke off from the United States, are you ready for this? It would be the fifth largest economy in the world. So the capitalistic part is, well, if people are so stupid to not take full responsibility for themselves, to run to one of our medical offices to doctors that we trained to learn how to say, oh, you have X, Y, Z, so now you need one, two, three in order to get well. And they marketed that way. How many commercials, those of you that are still stuck in the blue pill of the boob tube, do you see for drugs? 
that the medical matrix pumps out. And of course, the drugs are followed by all the different health risks. And that is all by design so that you can come in and receive yet another prescription to deal with the results of taking the first prescription. You want to talk about a capitalistic idea? Look, the people who made the most money during the gold rush was not the people after the gold. Surely you've heard that concept before. It was the people that provided the Levi jeans, the strainers, all the equipment to mine for the, for the gold. Those are the ones that use capitalism to their advantage. Oh, there's a need. Let me fill it. And what was the need a hundred years ago? I'm sick and I don't know how to fix myself. So the first doctor, well, I don't know that for sure. And I'm not going to quote that as a fact. But I tell you what, if I was listening to the show for the first time and was still going to the doctors, still paying on insurance on a monthly basis that oftentimes you don't even use, I would, oh yeah, buddy, I would begin researching all the facts that this crazy hippie freak is talking about. What, the fifth largest economy in the U.S., if they pulled out, the healthcare system alone has the fifth largest economy. Do you hear me? Don't believe me? Go find the fact for yourself. I found it this morning. It was real easy. What else can I leave you about the healthcare system? It is a much larger portion of our budget that is spent on healthcare than other developed countries. Do you know that the elderly and the poor rely on the government for their health care? And most others, you know, you don't be pointing your finger at seniors because most others depend on their employers. And if their job goes bye-bye and they're on all these prescriptions, well, guess what? Does their health go bye-bye? No, because the people that have had that happen to them, and maybe they couldn't get back into a profession or a job that provided health care, guess what they discovered? They discovered alternative ways of living, alternative ways of coping with their quote-unquote health issues. Many of these people did what Hippocrates told us. And if you don't know how old that is, look up how old Hippocrates, how old he was. And what is his quote? Let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food. The healthcare industry does not teach us how to keep ourselves well. And why don't they? Because they're in cahoots with the food industry. And if the health industry started saying eating all these processed foods and pretty much 90% of what's in your grocery stores today is bad for your health, well, then two systems would fall, wouldn't they? But you have to come to the place, like Morpheus said, that we let let it all go. 
all the fear, all the doubt, and all our disbelief. And finally, free our mind. So just take the damn red pill, folks. Swallow it. Let it get bitter in your belly. Let it lead you to the sights that all of us that have already taken the red pill and recognize that we are indeed, 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 we are controlled. But it doesn't have to be that way. We can get out of the matrix. And I'll give you an easy hack before I go into my personal journey with the the medical matrix. We can hack the matrix, folks, by sending out the vibrations of peace, love, and joy, freedom, abundance, and health. When you start vibrating like that, you are attacking the matrix big time. And it's not with a stick like Tom McDonald talks about hitting the music industry matrix. It's a big one because the more people that wake up and begin recognizing that it is their responsibility for their health and their vibrations, and they start clearing those systems and they start maybe doing Tai Chi Gong and clearing their meridians, all of a sudden their health improves, their emotions improve, their finances improve, and baby, (laughs) the matrix hates that shit. So hack the matrix, get off the merry-go-round and come join us on the freaking awesome roller coaster of real life where we take responsibility. And yeah, sometimes it sucks as you're going downhill and you don't know where that curve is taking you, but it is a far cry from going around and around and around, up and down, up and down. I'm sick. I have to go to the doctors. He gives me a pill. Up. Oh, I'm sick. I have to go to the doctors. He gives me another medication over and over and over again. How about pursuing a life where you step off the matrix And slowly, one by one, those medications disappear as your doctors are baffled that you're getting healthier and healthier without their help. Oh my God, could it be possible? So now for the second half of the Medical Matrix series, I want to expose for you what I went through. And I'm going to start way back when I was an infant. And I'm going to share stories every week as I open with some facts that I hope to shout that you would research yourself and take responsibility for your life. And as I go through these little vignettes of what literally occurred in my life, and see, nobody can take that from me because it's my experiential evidence. And it is these things, as I got older and older, I started to think about more. And certainly when I took the red pill, all these dots lined right up as to how and why I exited the medical matrix. So my story began when I was born in Jamaica Hospital in Queens, New York City. And I already had two brothers and three sisters. And my mom and dad were absolutely sure I was a boy. And so my first medical, now I I was not fully aware of this, but 
I was told many times by my mother that, and yes, she actually told me this, that I, I was supposed to be a boy. Now, the first time my mom told me, and oh, don't get me wrong, I love my mom. I miss her every day of my life. But she did tell me that her and my dad were really hoping, you know, three girls and three boys would have been a perfect match, a match made in heaven. But instead, Terry, the hippie freak of the South, showed up on the scene and she didn't have a wiener. But you see, since my mom and dad were so convinced and they didn't have ultrasounds 61 years ago, so they were just banking on the hope that I was a boy and they already had the the name picked out. I was to be Mark Nelson. In fact, they were so sure that the card that you fill out prior or, or excuse me, after you have the baby that they put in the bassinet, well, my mom at some point before I arrived, filled out that car and uh, card and somehow that card ended up in my bassinet. So see, I was already canceled for the first couple of hours in my of my life in that little incubator. I wasn't a, a preemie, but you know, the little beds that the babies in the hospital lay in for the first couple, three hours before my mom and dad got to go look at me. It said I was Mark Nelson. And I was every bit a female. I think I got my fighter spirit from that. I, I probably got my football neck and shoulders too, because I was supposed to be a boy. <laughs> All right, but I digress. So that was my first um, memory that was shared with me. Because back then, you know, it it was not even individualized care back then, 61 years ago. So somebody like dropped the ball. All right. They didn't care enough about my mom and her newborn baby. Heck, babies get swapped all the time. You just don't hear about that now, do you? Welcome to the medical matrix. So let's move along in my life. My next uh, actual remembrance was Dr. Wyrecki. And I remember his, oh, I loved his bag. And even to this day, I love worn leather pieces. And his medical bag was just very worn and um, it looked so used and so um, soft to the touch. And I remember that brown medical bag because, see, I was born in the era. So 61 years ago uh, was 1961. So this memory is 1966, the year my husband was born. I had the mumps. And here's another part of the reason I've never trusted the medical matrix. Because when I had the mumps, now I was told in later years, um, numerous times, because I guess I, I don't know this verbatim, and I'm, I, I guess I need to ask my siblings what they recall about this, but what I vividly recall, because I held on to this mem memory my whole life, was that I I saw something. I had an out-of-body experience because as sick as I was, and mumps, the symptom, the classic symptom of mumps is that your neck and cheeks swell up, thus they call it the mumps, because your glands in your neck are swollen and infected. And the other thing is you run a very high fever. So 
Supposedly, I was running a high enough fever that I was delirious. But my recollection, I, I never felt really sick. And I remember that I was out of my bed and I was playing with these three little black people. Dark, very dark. And for the longest time, I thought that they were aliens. But, and I'm not going to go into the details of that particular story. I think I might have even spoken about it um, in one of my other episodes earlier in the year or last year. But anyway, the point about the medical matrix I want to bring into this story is that I know that I was outside of my bed, down next to my bed, playing with these three short little people. And I was told, and, and the, no, the reason I know I was out of my body is because I heard my mom coming down the hall and I absolutely remember saying, mommy, mommy, come and play with us. We're down here next to the bed playing. And the next thing I remember is her hand was on my forehead and she was saying, Terry, you're in your bed. You're not down playing with anybody. And I remember saying to her, no, can't you see them? They're right there. And from that moment on, I was told that I was delirious. And I'm pointing this story out because you see, there's far more to our life than medicines and potions and diagnoses. There's a whole metaphysical part of us that the medical matrix has kept from us. And I had a metaphysical out-of-body experience, and I know it to be true now because of all the knowledge I have gained about the quantum field and because of much research about out-of-body experiences and also people that have had near-death experiences. I know I fit the bill for that. But you see, my mom and dad and everybody in my family was already well into the medical matrix, so therefore... Nothing happened, nothing to see here. I just was delirious. So those are my first two medical matrix memories. Maybe it has brought something up for you. Maybe you can recall something as young as, as five or maybe even younger. And you were told that you were crazy, a loon. So next week, we'll move up to my teenage years and the things that happened when I was a teenager. One other memory I have is getting my first vaccinations. And I can remember looking at my mom thinking, why are you letting these people hurt me? I remember thinking that because I'd go to the doctor and they would do something to my arm and hurt me. And I still have that little TB scar. Thank you very much. So it for me, it has never been about help. For me, my memory and the bitter taste in my life has always been about harm. So just like Dr. Frank Lipman says, I happen to believe that health is more than merely the absence of disease. It's a total state of physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and social well-being. And we are not receiving that currently from the medical matrix. In fact, Dr. Frank Lipman also stated that when a plant's leaves are turning brown, we don't paint the leaves green. 
we look at the cause of the problem within the tree. If only, Frank goes on to say, we treated our bodies the same way. So I ask you at the close of The Medical Matrix Part 2, are you still hook, line, and sinker convinced that you literally have a need of the medical, excuse me, the medical matrix. Now it could be that you do, and I am not in any way, shape, or form suggesting that you listen to this hippie freak over quote unquote other people that are trained. What I am suggesting, and I'm suggesting it because I've done it myself. So I have the experience of saying no. I don't want medication. And I'm still here. In fact, at 61, having gone through two rounds of cancer, okay, I have had one C-section. I went on to have four V-back births after that. And I had a slip disc. So I had two operations from cancer, the slip disc, and a total knee replacement. That's it. That is my hospital visits. And I am healthier today than I ever have been in my entire life. And I I haven't been to the doctor in two years. I don't even carry healthcare insurance. That's how confident I am in the path that I have chosen to take for myself. Now, If you are still three quarters of the way into the medical matrix, am I saying throw out your medications and never go back to the doctors? No. Do not hear me wrong. Do not misquote me. All I am doing is sharing my experience in the hopes that you'll begin to look at your own medical matrix experiences and begin to question everything, resurrect inquisition in your life. And begin to realize that there are far more alternative ways, natural ways, ways that do not harm your body, ways that will enhance your health so that you will not get sick. And the matrix is not telling you these things. So this is the hippie freak of the South saying, wake up, wake up, be brave enough to at least nibble on the red pill and you will discover that you have far more freedom than you ever thought possible. This is the Hippie Freak of the South saying, peace out and have a fantabulous weekend.